where it got frustrating to me watching this trend was like, doesn't like to um, lick your butthole, red flag. <laughs> and I'm like, look, for, for you, maybe that is. And for someone else, they're like, thank heavens, this person doesn't want to go near my butt. Right? Like, they're, and, and I don't like the idea, just like I don't want to ever yuck someone's yum. I don't want to yuck someone's yuck. Like, if someone doesn't want to do something, I'm certainly not here to be like, that's a red flag. Now, if I am looking for a play partner who I wanted to do whatever that thing was that they don't want to do, perhaps that's a red flag for me that they're not a good match. But that doesn't yeah. say anything about them or their character or their interests or that like they are a walking red flag. I just, oh, that trend like drove me up a wall. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Adult Buddy Finders. <laughs> this is an ad for finding a buddy. That's it's not right. even an ad. It's a whole show. <laughs> more than an ad or I guess it could be like one of those long ads uh TVC or yeah yeah it, no, as seen on TV like, it's like whenever you it's a it's something where they basically take up the whole time there's it's it's called something long I'm gonna a do like podcast. a podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be looking that up by the way this is Greenberry <laughs> and I'm Kirsten, and you are listening to Adult Buddy Finders. We are a long commercial or a podcast, <laughs> however you want to see it. And if you're a child, get out of here. We're talking sex, so go away. I know that makes you want to stay, but you're not going to. Not today. Not Infomercial. Gosh, Infomercial. But don't you remember, like, they would, like, buy, and you'd be like, cool, I'm going to watch TV with Grandma. And uh, then it's like, by the way, have you realized that you can't do jack shit without this special as-seen-on-TV product? <laughs> yep, that's right. Before this podcast, your life was complete crap. You had nothing. And now that you have us, you have you everything. Fumbled. You, you tried fumbled. It, so bad. You fumbled. <laughs> you fumbled. <laughs> but we're here now, so you're welcome. You're welcome. You're you're your faithful host, three seasons deep. We've evolved with you. You've evolved with us. Uh, we love you. We love you for listening. And uh, love is important. It's very important. <laughs> very very important. And it's hard to talk about, which is why we have our guest today because she's yes. going to help us talking about. How to get some loving. Rachel Wright, MA, LMFT, is a distinguished psychotherapist and renowned speaker with expertise in modern relationships, mental health, and sex. Ooh, that's what we're going to talk about. Her message has resonated with audience on stages across the globe, as well as on her podcast, The Right Conversation. So that's Rachel Wright, who I found on the social medias, and I thought she's, you know, funny and smart and cool. And, and the podcast is super fun. Yes! Thankfully, she's like, down to chat with us yeah and I'm I'm so excited to learn from her because I stopped doing my therapy so now we get to do therapy <laughs> <laughs> as a person and I think you've been in this boat too Kirsten sorry if I'm putting this on you can tell me if I'm incorrect as a person who has has had a long time of not being insured and um personally a long time of not being able to afford any extracurriculars the idea of a therapist is like, you know, scary and financially big, although there's people that do sliding scales. But man, wouldn't it be cool if you could just talk to a sex therapist all the life? Right? My, my insurance does not cover mental health whatsoever. I think my doctor laughed at me when I said, when I even mentioned wanting to see a therapist. Social media is, a, in my opinion, a way to, like, communicate with the world. Basically, everyone's like, the world is so messed up. And I'm kind of like, well, actually, we are just communicating way more quickly and with a broader world than we ever have before. So instead of, like, being literally in your bubble, which you can still do on social media, you're just, you've got access to so much information. And now, you know, you're seeing mental health issues and things that happen because of that. And as a society, how on, how are we not catching up? But hopefully, little by little, we will, because it's very important. 
um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I do have insurance. It does seem to cover the mental health part. I don't know how much. It's Ooh, fancy. I know I'm bragging health insurance. Stop. <laughs> yeah, all of our freelancers and, and independents out there, you're like, you know, health insurance. We're like, yay, goodness, we, we got it. Um, so, yeah, that's a goal for me. But it, I've always wanted to, especially like when you live in metropolitan areas, New York City. I remember everyone had a therapist. And it's like, my therapist said this. And you're like, I can't afford. Um, I can't my afford therapist, <laughs> in other words, my um my dog yeah. <laughs> says uh, wag wag tail to uh, me crying. <laughs> <laughs> but what is cool is podcasts uh, are typically free. Uh, you can go anywhere and there are professionals that you can listen in on. Now, obviously, it's going to be a lot better when you can talk through your own emotional state. How did you feel when you were with your therapist, Porter? Well, okay, first of all, uh, this is not an ad for BetterHelp, but I did go through BetterHelp and it was one of the cheaper ones and it was nice because okay. it was online. And mm-hmm. so I did uh, I did a therapist. I had a therapist. Ooh, I did not did do him. Have- I did not do him. No. <laughs> oh, bummer for us. <laughs> so I had a therapist that I found through BetterHelp and I loved it. It was great. We would talk online, I think every other week. And I had come out of a relationship that was leaning in towards the emotional abuse side. (laughs) I stepped away because he started saying stuff that was pretty much along the lines of if you do that, I will leave you end of conversation. And there were a lot of other things that were big signs of he was going to be very controlling. And Mm -hmm. I felt like I was always finding bad relationships and the common Mm -hmm. denominator that I can change is me. So I went to therapy and I said, fix me, make me better and make me find men that are nice to me. And he laughed. (laughs) And then he apologized. Is that how you kicked it off? Something along those lines, yeah. And he he did laugh, and then he, and then he apologized profusely. Uh, but I told him I was a comedian, so I appreciated it. And yeah, after that, you're like, I, I, I'm recording this, and I'm going to use this uh, as a ch- part of my time five. I'm using this, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I would continue seeing him, but it is costly. And I felt the reason I went to him in the first place had been resolved. I do That's wish awesome. that I would. You, you only know, find nice men now. He I only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't attract anyone else. So if you're attracted to me, you must be a healthy person. <laughs> you must be nice. Yeah. No, if you're attracted to them. Oh, you shoot, that's right. You, you got to be the one in control of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I do need to go back to my therapist. <laughs> um, I do have to say also, I did open up because there were some things with that relationship sexually. I'm not going to tell you here, so don't even ask. Uh, I did have to open up and share with my therapist. I guess I didn't, but for my own healing sake, I did have to open up and share some sexual stuff. And it actually was really nice because it took the shame off of some things that weren't just that relationship went back a long ways. Mm. And once I opened up to somebody in a safe place about it, I was able to come to terms with things and be like, oh, I'm not a horrible person. And I have been shaming myself for X, Y, and Z. So it was nice. It was really nice to open I I had a conversation with an artist and his project was called The Dark and Wounded. And he specifically sought out um, mental institutions to display his art. And his whole mission was to bring light to darkness. And the whole conversation about when you hide things, you know, any sort of trauma that you've had, you even if it isn't your fault, can often have guilt around it. Mm-hmm. And you want to hide that and you want to suppress that. Um, 
and and it eats you up and you feel terrible a lot of the time but when you start talking um in a safe space or you know if you start when you start opening up and understanding that you know maybe you are weird we're all weird uh or just getting that out there that it's like you can say scary things you can you can bring light to things that maybe you feel are are freaky or you know is when you start talking about it then you have taken away the power and it's like it like it literally lightens you it lightens your you and it puts light on the subject so two lights yeah and sometimes you talk about stuff too and it's like oh that's not embarrassing at all why have i been embarrassed and ashamed that whatever it might be. And especially in the sex world of being like, oh, I've been so embarrassed to say that I like anal play or whatever it might be. (laughs) So I've been so embarrassed to say that I like the biting of the nipples. And it's really not that weird. It's not that extreme. It's not bad or anything. It's not shameful. And (laughs) then I can go out and find somebody who's into it. Growing up, I had this weird pervy neighbor who was actually lucky that he didn't do more. But he would like throw his, he would like hang his ding dong out of his underwear and stuff. And then I had a friend that would go over there and she told me, like, we, we end up talking about it. We both had this experience. So that just justified, like, you realize, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not like accidentally looking when his wiener's hanging out under the dinner table or whatever the hell he's doing walking around with. We would laugh about it eventually because. He would wear these underwear. It's like, how are you, how do you have these like underwear with a perfect dick hole cut out of them and a robe? And like, you know, you're, you're, you're a kid. You're going, oh my God. You're like, <laughs> so once we start talking about it, it lightens it. Of course, you know, we get to laugh about it. We get to say like, he's weird. What he's doing is weird. And that's weird. And then, you know, eventually talking more about it, talking to my mom about it, talk, you know, you go, okay. Yeah, that was weird and scary. And then it's like, but I'm okay. And he and, and he was weird. And now we, we can talk about it. And it's not like this big secret that like, you saw this guy's mean dog. I saw this guy's meanie. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Greenberry saw a weenie. <laughs> you know, like when a dog gets a boner and you're like, oh, uh, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I remember learning about that when I was a kid. Yeah, and that was that feels very embarrassing. But you know, that's on accident. This guy was definitely not on that because that's how it felt. It was like, oh, it's like his his dog boner's out. Oh, I don't know. Some dogs, I don't think it's on accident. They're (laughs) they're perverted. Oh yeah, there are perverted dogs out there. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Well, I think we should talk to I Rachel. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. We obviously need to. <laughs> All right. We have with us Dr. Rachel Wright, a psychotherapist who helps everyone scream less and screw more. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. I do. I'm not, I'm not a doc. I'm not a doctor, oh, um, oh. but I do. I'm a licensed psychotherapist. So I have my master's degree. Um, okay. I did do almost all of my PhD. I left a dissertation. I was like, I am no longer willing to add to my student loan debt. I'm no longer <laughs> willing to be a part of this problematic system. Um, but I just want to clarify that for anyone listening. Um, Thank but, you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so that although, shows me because I'm like psychotherapist means doctor. So. Right. <laughs> well, and I think that so these words get tossed around so much and every state also has different like letters and licensing, which makes it really confusing for people. <laughs> so psychotherapist is a licensed mental health therapist. Okay. Like, And then a psychiatrist is an MD, a medical doctor. Yes. And a psychiatrist is simply a normal, quote unquote, doctor that also did um, extra training in the brain. 
And so they're the ones that are good to prescribe SSRIs. They may prescribe, you know, a benzodiazepine for like a panic disorder. So I do like talk therapy and education. And then if somebody needs medication, I'll refer them to a psychiatrist that we will like work together to kind of holistically treat the person. Oh, okay. very cool. <laughs> now I know. Not a doctor, but a master. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I will accept master. Thank you. Yes, master. <laughs> yes, master. <laughs> we are with Master Rachel, right? <laughs> and she can refer you if you <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Kirsten and I will be uh, using this time to uh, utilize your therapeutic mind. <laughs> Use away. I'm here. Uh, I, I know for me, like a thing that I have done for New Year's resolutions, uh, probably for like three or four years, um, is to say to myself, know what you want and ask for it. Know mm. what you want and ask for it. Because a big thing is like, knowing um it's easy to get distracted by shiny things and i think this pertains to everything especially the dating world knowing what you want and being um brave enough and confident or not even having to be confident but working through your non-confidence mm-hmm. to ask for it. so that's our first question for you today do you have advice on kind of, you know, guiding your mind, focusing to first of all, know what you want, and then the next step? <laughs> so this is hard, right? And I yes. I do want to name that I hate New Year's resolutions. <laughs> um, I just want to like say that at the top and like get it out of the way. Um, I think it sets us up for a lot of feelings of disappointment and shame and um can really kind of, you know, we're talking about a whole year, right? So like if we set ourselves up at the very beginning with something and then in the first couple weeks have struggles, it's like, well, there goes 2023. And it's like, (laughs) if we were to just say like, here's my goal for myself for the next like three weeks. Yeah. If then in the first week, we're not like making as many strides, we can adjust or even if we toss out those three weeks, which I don't super suggest either, but let's say we go to that extreme, then like we lost three weeks. Okay. But it's not a year. Right. And like, we also evolve so much that deciding in December, January, what we're going to then want for the next 12 months is like wild to me. Right. Like at the beginning (laughs) of 2020, no one had any idea what was coming. That's true. Yeah. And, and, and so then all of a, a sudden, haircut, so <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So like our resolutions became real different come like May 2020 than they were in January 2020. So anyway, yes. I just wanted to toss that out there because I think it's like yes. expectation management is it is part of what helps us show up and ask for what we want. Yeah. And when we have like too high expectations we can then very easily become disappointed in ourselves. Um, It kind of knocks you off the rails. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And nobody likes that. Start small. Yeah. Yeah. And have new three-week resolutions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, even if it's like, you know, okay, for the month of January, I want to try to blank. um, Mm, Versus, like, for this whole year, I'm going to do this. Because then we can adjust and adapt and like reset and shift. Um, and it doesn't have this like cloud of like, I failed or I, I didn't live up to my own potential. I, whatever. Yeah. So if you're coming into the month and you're like, I am going to do knife play and (sighs) it doesn't happen. You don't get thrown off the rails and you're like, I'm a horrible person who can never have a play partner. Uh, I like that. I like exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> and you're like, hmm, okay, well, what what strategies worked? What got me closer to finding someone who wants to to do that with me? What didn't? And then you adjust for the next month. And like, yeah, that feels a lot like, more. Actually, I want a peg. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And it can change. So like figuring out what you want, which is the first part of your actual question that you asked me, um, is a moving target because we're constantly changing. And this is where a lot of us get stuck too, is that we think, you know, once we figure out what we want, we like don't have to do that again. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
right? We're like, I want to uh, be non-monogamous. Okay. Okay. So then you start taking steps towards it and you get there and you've reached it. And then you're like, okay, now I want, right? Like it changes or yes. you don't get there. And along the way, you're like, actually, I decided I don't want this. Yes. And I, I love this too with, um, with like by straight, all, all of those, because we feel like, especially younger people, I feel, think they're stuck in it and they have yeah. to decide and then they can't change. And also us as a society kind of puts it that way too, of like, well, you said you were bi, so how can you just be with a guy now? Right. That's we can change, and also, I mean, bi is more com complicated than well. Now y you're with yes. a guy, <laughs> but you're right, and and that's part of what fluid means, right? Is is it can change over time, and it can change um, in different contexts. Yes. It doesn't have to be the same in every single context. Yes. yes. Yeah. So figuring out what you want is a constant lifelong process. And it's so important to get in touch with that for something as little or simple as what do I want for lunch today? Yes. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of us who were socialized in the world as women were taught to be very um, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And that's a generalization. Um, mm -hmm. But what that kind of like giving and this is really regardless of gender, if you're socialized that way. What that does is it stops us from actually having that moment of what do I want to eat? And that's a muscle, the muscle of like, what do I want to eat? What do I want sexually? What do I want out of this relationship? What do who do I want to talk to today? How do I want to spend my hour of free time? Like, what do I want to get out of this month, this year? Right. Like as we're looking at these, that muscle of looking inward, if we're not using it in one area and then another area and another area, all of a sudden we just like don't use it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a trap too, kind of like you were talking about of the, what do, what do you want? What do other people want? Not yourself of, um, especially like, if there's somebody who a partner who's gorgeous or whatever, or maybe it's the love of your life and you're like, Oh, well he wants to peg. And so now I guess that's what I want because that's what my partner. Wants I love this partner. Yeah. 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 And it's very empowering to even, you know, let's say it is that and your partner wants to be pegged and you're like, um, I actually don't want to do that or like you try it and you don't like it it's very mm -hmm. empowering to be like i am so glad that you felt safe and comfortable sharing that with me i i'm not super into it myself um for whatever reason it's not a part of my arousal template um and i would love to find other ways to connect with you or have you get this need met you know and and that's a really empowering statement rather than like doing something you don't want to do, whether it's sexually or otherwise for mm -hmm. years and years and years and years, like that is not healthy or okay. Right. And ways to get to that space, you know, where you are confident and uh, not everyone's gonna, you know, fold sexually, you know, cause those are things that is a pretty hard boundary, but you can, and, and ways to kind of get to where like you're listening to your own voice. Um, Rachel, like you were saying is kind of, just those little daily things, mm -hmm. checking in and mm -hmm. kind of setting those issues, simple as a lunch. Like, what do I want? What do I want for lunch? Yeah. Do I care? Too, <laughs> that we just talked about too, of like trying so that you can try it and then be like, Ooh, you know, I don't know. Putting on that strap on <laughs> is just not as fun as I, I thought it might've been. <laughs> right. And then, and in the same way, like to bring it back to food, you know, so many people will be like, oh, I don't like that food. And I'm like, oh, you know, when was the last time you tried it? And they're like, when I was seven. <laughs> and I'm like, you are 37 years old. Like, perhaps your taste buds have changed. Maybe they haven't. You may put it in your mouth and spit it right back out. And that's cool. But like, maybe try. Yeah. You know, for try most of my life, too. I hated mushrooms. And now I'm eating mushrooms. Like, I don't know. It's just... What happened? I, and like, we don't have to sit. And this is another thing that we love to do as humans. It's like sit and ruminate and like the how, why did that change? 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, like when did I start liking them? Did I, is like, it's the flavor different? Is this a texture <laughs> thing? And of course we don't really do this with food, but like, especially with sex stuff, with relationship stuff, like we'll sit and be like, I used to like this. Why don't I like it anymore? What? Yeah. And like start like really getting on ourselves about it. And it's like, dude, we just change. Like the, yeah. the answer sometimes isn't so complex or so deep or like related to a trauma. It may be. And yeah. some of the time it's just is. And I think that that's one of the more freeing things that we can give ourselves. And uh, like, I'm saying this just as much for myself for, as for everybody else. Like, I want to be clear. I do this all the time. Um, really being able to sit back and be like, it just is. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I don't know why, just, but it is. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you no longer want peaches. You want mushrooms and the texture <laughs> or length or exactly. <laughs> mushroom cobbler. <laughs> yeah. Yum. <laughs> it's just there. It's doing it for you. You don't need to question it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kirsten and I have noticed a lot of times when we're talking about, um, sexually what when you have a desire that might seem well just seems different it's different it's not not something you've done before you're trying it with someone new or you're trying it with a partner that you've been with for a long time we end up our advice always is communicate talk to each other and then when we um are alone and actually like unpacking things on our in our own life and it's like with our with our partners or with whatever it is it's like yeah I gotta talk to him you know, it's like that. It, I, I, it's so scary. It's so yeah. hard. And it's just, we know it's the simplest thing. We know it's the answer, but it's that complicated of like, okay, well, this is the advice that we know is right. You know, of course, like do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> but I think it, if you have anything for listeners, yeah. that's kind of like, okay, we know communication is helpful. We know it it's the solution to pretty much most relationship problems. So if you have any like tips, tricks, we'd love yes, to hear. Absolutely. So first of all, I absolutely despise the advice. Just go communicate. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Mary, we've been doing it wrong all this time. We I are think so, so sorry, audience. I think so. It's just so to me, that's like saying to someone who has barely ever worked out like, oh, you want to gain muscle? Go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> that's what okay. I tell everyone. <laughs> like they you get. Have you ever been to a gym? You walk in and you're like, what do I do now? Yeah. Like even if you're mentally willing to like get in the car, put on the clothes, go to the thing, you need a someone to show you how the machines work. I have a set about this, Rachel. (laughs) So you understand like, it's very hard when people say whether it's, you know, a friend, a therapist, like whoever the person is, when the final answer is communicate, we're missing this crucial step of how, like how Mm -hmm. do you communicate? And this is where like so much of my work lies is because people will say like, I know exactly what you just said. I know I need to talk about it, but like, I can't. Yes. And often it's literally because there's no framework. We're not taught how to communicate. We're taught to communicate, but like, what the does that even mean like what does it what does it look like to sit down and talk to your partner about your emotions what does it look like to sit down and talk to your partner about your wants and desires what does it look like to give feedback to your partner that you want something to be different um and so I absolutely have um, (laughs) something for everyone listening um it's a framework that you can follow and it's four steps. Step okay. one takes place before the conversation. And then the, the three other steps take place once you're sitting down. The very first step is to ask the person that you want to talk to for a container to talk. So what do I mean by this? Yeah. Um, we <laughs> love to do this thing where we just we muster up the courage to like have a conversation and we just go up to the person and start talking. Yes. 
Oh no, I get over my head a thousand times of yep. all the different scenarios, which all are they yell at me or they run out the room and will never speak to me again. Or which they... let me tell you, when someone's taken off guard, they're more likely to do. <laughs> so it's like kind of a self fulfilling thing because we're like, okay, I have this giant thing that I'm going to talk to my partner about. I've mustered up the courage, thought through all of these scenarios, and while they're emptying the dishwasher, I'm going to go up and I'm going to be like. I want to try pegging. <laughs> and they're like, what? And then all of a sudden you're seeing their face, which is mostly in response to, I was just emptying the dishwasher. And now we're talking about insert thing here. And I didn't say that I had space to talk about this. Like they could have just gotten off the phone with their parents and gotten bad news. They could have had a rough day at work and you haven't communicated about it yet. We need to ask consent for conversations. And that's a great, that's a great right? start. So that mm -hmm. way, what we can do is, and, and I'm not talking about the, we need to talk because that's the other extreme, right? Like that's ominous. That's shitty. That's like leaving our, our, the person in like massive anxiety mode of like, what could it be about? What did I do? What the, 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 the. <laughs> so if it's about sex, it could be, Hey babe. Um, I want to talk to you about something about our sex life. Can you let me know when a good time would be? Yeah. Literally as simple as that. And what you're doing is you're asking for what I call a container. So you're going to sit down, you know what you're talking about. Everyone talking about it knows that they're consenting to a conversation about that topic yes. and they're showing up as their best selves. So if you told me, Hey, Rachel, I want to talk to you about um, something I read on your website that kind of bothered me. When would be a good time? Mm -hmm. I am not going to schedule that meeting with you right in the middle of my client day. Oh, yeah, because I know that both for me and for you, I'm not going to show up and for my clients, I'm not going to show up as my best self because I that's going to be a hard conversation. I want to be present and I also don't want whatever my own personal response to be to then impact or like carry over into client time. So mm -hmm. I would probably pick a day where I have like different types of meetings or at the end of my day and say, how's five o'clock on Thursday or whatever the time may be. And you're like, that works great. So then I can then show up to that discussion with the knowledge of I may hear something that's hard. I'm ready for it. And I have an hour blocked off afterwards in case I'm crying in the bathroom, right? Like whatever the case <laughs> may be. Um, does it eat yeah. at you? I mean, the, the idea that somebody is like, okay, I got something that you're not going to like. And it's like, oh, what is it? Does that, how do you let that go? I, I don't know if this is right, but I, I'm, I'm going to throw in what I do. And then you can, you, I, I'm curious if this yeah. is good or bad. Am I good? Am I good? Or am I bad? <laughs> <laughs> so much more nuanced. <laughs> I will, I'll do it of like, Hey, um, we need to talk about our sex life and when's a good time to do it. And I want to also say like, we are good. I'm not angry at you. Nothing like that. Mm -hmm. I just want to open up this discussion, but we and me and you in this relationship are good type of thing. Just yes. to like, be like, you don't need to worry. We're good. Yeah. I just want an exploration yes. conversation. If it was something of like, I'm irritated with you. And this might be something we want to deal with sooner than later. I'll follow up with that. <laughs> 100%. I think that giving and only you know the other person you're talking to and how much they would want to know. So like if you know that that person runs a bit anxious and will be like, oh, my God, are they mad at me or are they breaking up with me or what? Like, what is this about? Then absolutely, by all means, give as much info as you want and you don't want to do the like sharing the thing without the consent. Mm -hmm. So I think what you said was exactly beautiful of like, there's nothing big picture wrong. Um, I love you so much. I want to find a time to talk about our sex life, maybe like 30 minutes to 45 minutes. When would be a good time for us to, to do that? Mm -hmm. And you can get as broad or as narrow as you want. You know what I mean? Like it could be like, hey, I want to talk to you about the fight that we had on Tuesday. I had some ideas as to kind of repair that and, and make it better for the next time if it pops up. When is a good time? 
It also could be, hey, I want to talk to you about conflict in our relationship, right? Like, depending on the person, you you know how much or little they need to fully consent to that conversation. Um, and mm-hmm. that's a judgment call that that you got to make as the person kind of approaching. Um, but the goal here is, is to allow them to consent. And oftentimes what happens is like, oh, I want to talk right now. Nice. Right. So like you got to be ready as the person approaching that they may say, like, let me finish emptying this dishwasher and then like, how's now? And if you don't want that, you can always say, I want to talk to you about something about our sex life. Everything is good. Um, I would love to do it one of the mornings coming up. Can you let Mm. me know which morning would be great? Like, again, it's about asking for what you want to. And the person who you're talking to can always say, hey, mornings are not great for me. Is there a way we could do it in the evening? Like you're asking, you're not demanding or stating or like this will only happen at this point. Um, (laughs) So that's the first part of the framework is asking for that container. The parts two, three and four are once you're in that container and it's an acronym. It's A-E-O, which stands for acknowledge, explain and offer. And the acknowledgement statement is meant to kind of bring down the worries or defenses of the other person or Mm. name the elephant in the room. So let's say you're talking about your sex life and you and this person you're talking to have not had sex in six months. You might, as your acknowledgement statement, want to say, I know we haven't had sex in six months. (laughs) <laughs> it's not, I know you don't want to have sex with me. Correct. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm, just I'm disgusting. It's yes. obvious. Yeah. Uh, it's an objective it. statement. It could be, I know that last time we tried to talk about our sex life, it went really poorly. Um, it could be, uh, I know that we rarely talk about our sex life. Hmm. Right. Like it's it's literally anything that kind of names an elephant or, again, brings down the defenses. So it could Mm -hmm. be I know last time we talked, I lost my cool. Mm. Right. All of a sudden that imagine receiving that you're like, yes, you did. Great. (laughs) Continue. You know, like it's it's a really nice way to start a conversation. Um, So that's the acknowledgement statement. The E, the explain, is formatted as I feel or I felt blank when blank. The key here is, is that the blank after feel has to be an emotion. (laughs) This is not I think. This is I I feel. feel. Like an asshole. No. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. Because. No, no, no. But do you you know why? It's because you feeling like an asshole is different from me feeling like an asshole. So if you Mm. say I feel like an asshole, I have no idea what emotional experience you're having. Mm -hmm. You may love feeling like an asshole. (laughs) Right? Like, I I don't know. You, you You may be like, yeah, that's what I was going for. (laughs) like well it was (laughs) so i feel hurt i felt jealous um i felt excited i feel nervous and really tapping into that emotional experience we do this awful thing with english these days where the word feel has been co-opted and are used it's used as a disguise for thoughts and opinions and then people say, well, I disagree. And we say, you can't disagree with my feelings. Mm-hmm. And really what's happening is someone is saying, I disagree with your thought or opinion, which is perfectly <laughs> acceptable to disagree with because we all have different experiences and thoughts and opinions. But if you say, I feel sad, someone can't say, I disagree right if they do you're like okay that's nice i feel sad but i still feel sad yeah Yeah, i I still feel actually more sad exactly exactly so i i felt sad when you told me 
you weren't attracted to me anymore. Mm. Um, I feel nervous when we talk about our sex life. I oh, feel yeah. horny <laughs> when you wear uh, pantyhose around me. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And looking at like, if you need an emotion chart, because we're not, again, this is all a muscle, right? And we're not taught how to identify our emotions. Most of us aren't taught from, from a very young age. And so it's really helpful at the beginning of working on this type of stuff is looking at an emotions chart and being like, which of these do I feel? And you can literally sit there and be like, okay, I feel enthusiastic. That's what I do with emojis. I go, I feel... Yes, exactly. What is that? that? (laughs) And again, up for interpretation, right? Like, and of course, everyone experiences emotions differently. So I'm certainly not saying that, like, if you say I felt angry, that that person is going to be like, I fully understand your experience of anger. That that's (laughs) that's also not entirely possible. Um, But it's a lot closer than Mm -hmm. I feel like an elephant in Africa, like okay, do you mean hot? Do you mean big? Do you mean like, but like, what do you, what? So I feel, or I felt emotion when blank, that's the E and that's it. No, like, so you have like one sentence, one sentence. And then the offer is super duper important because usually what we do is we share like a problem or a feeling or an experience with someone. And then we just kind of sit there and they're like, what do you want me to do with this ball of fiery emotion that you just tossed in my lap? Yes. Mm -hmm. Which is so what you want. (laughs) Yes. Bingo. So the full circle here is your O is your potential next step or potential potential solution Mm. and it's phrased with a question at the end so let me give you an example let's say our acknowledgement statement is i know we haven't had sex in six months i felt so horny and enthusiastic when you initiated sex last week here's the offer what i would love to do is set a weekly container for us to have some form of physical intimacy. How does that sound to you? Sounds like we need to go to the container store. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden the person receiving it can be like, that actually sounds like a tall order. Um, What do you think about once a month? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you can kind of then get into a discussion or they may say like, I actually hate that idea. Um, and come up with something totally different. And then you can then go back and forth. But the point is, is that you're coming into the conversation with an awareness of what's going on. You're yes. opening up and sharing your emotional experience and then context for those emotions. And then you're offering something that this person can do. Nice. Which so often we don't do. And the, the other person is left with like, I want to help, but I literally don't know what you need from me. Right. And so set the container and then AEO is the framework that I teach to everyone for like how to communicate 101. And of course, there's other things like empathy statements and reflection and validation and like all of this other stuff um, that would take like five hours to get through. But that is like that is a really, really, really good place to start. Can you use this with strangers or like people you just met? Yes. Oh, okay. How would you go about that? Especially how would you go about that with somebody new? Give me an, uh, give me context and then I'll, I'll improv it for you. Okay. If you're <laughs> like, um, uh, you see somebody hot and you're like, I want to bang you. <laughs> okay. I want to take you home. Great. Um, I know that we just met. I feel incredibly turned on looking at you. Uh, I would love to go back to my place and play. What do you think? I'm in. <laughs> that was sexy. You like straight up asked. And... <laughs> right? Could you imagine um, if someone was like, I know we just met. I'm hey, really turned on. 
this is crazy. And then they have I a flash mob behind them, and then I would yeah, be like, and they all dance. Dance. <laughs> Yeah, you could also do it with like, uh, let's say, um, someone your barista messes up your coffee order. Mm-hmm. Hey, I know that you are incredibly busy right now. Um, I'm a little bummed. My my coffee came out with oat milk, and I ordered it with uh, skim milk. Is there a way that you can fix this for me? That's so nice. That doesn't feel hurtful. I don't feel like that would, that's hurtful for you as the person saying it. And it didn't feel hurtful for me, maybe because I'm not actually making your coffee. But <laughs> as a barista, good. I can tell you, it just take the acknowledgement of like, I know you're busy. Because anytime anyone's like in that space, it's already annoying. But mm-hmm. when you have somebody who's like, I know you're busy, you it does like it does you go okay cool because people will just talk to you and you you're like you have to see that i like you talking to me is messing everything up (laughs) yes yes and that is exactly what you just described perfectly what the acknowledgement statement does you're like oh they see me yeah like they Mm -hmm. see what's happening they're not just coming into this conversation like with blinders on they're actually taking into account our environment or the history of the relationship or not history of the relationship, right? Like it's really validating. I think that's also a big turnoff when somebody is trying to pick you up. Uh, They're not, it feels like not even acknowledging you as a person and as a, an individual who you are. And it's just more, it feels like, what is it called? Um, Fishing or, you know, just anyone, anyone. And it feels dirty um, yeah just using this line again this pickup line or the same move that you've used on everyone and that kind of makes it more individual for uh the person being picked up to feel like yeah i'm special <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly exactly yeah. do you it's- have um any tips because it's not I mean it's great in a in, in, the, in a healthy environment whenever you, the person that you're mm. trying to talk to is open to things and like can actually even like you're giving us this great um four-step model you know to know kind of how because Kirsten and I we're, 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 you know as we're as we're hearing this it's kind of like how many times have I been like we need to talk and it or, or um we're like oh hey now's a good time no one's around let's just chat so if you're having these, you know, you're, you're informed and you kind of know what you're looking for and you are asking these questions and you get shut down. Like, do, is there any sort of tips kind of to navigate around that or you just let it go? Shut down at the asking for the conversation or at the offer? So let's say we're in the conversation and yeah, you're, you're, you're at the offer, you know, cause even like, especially sexual, sexual conversations, very hurtful. If you, you know, even though you're asking in a way that's like, it's not, we're totally cool. I love you. And I want to do the sex. Good stuff. Yeah. I can just yeah. bite my nipples. God. You know? Yeah. It can hurt. Yeah. So if someone says like, I no, I'm, that doesn't sound good to me. You can then say, okay, heard. Um, is there something that you think could sound good based on what I just shared? Yeah. Mm. And what if they're like, I don't know, I don't like nipples and I don't want to get near them. Gross. So you, then you got to decide if that's someone you want to be with, right? Like that, that, mm-hmm. if that is a deal breaker for you and that is their truth, mm-hmm. then I, like everybody has different deal. And this is why I really hate this. There was a trend for a while where it was like red flag, right? Like yeah. these like posts. And, and it was, it's so frustrating to watch these things because red flags are so subjective. Like, yes, there are some that are universal, of course, right? Like things that go into abuse, things that go into mistreatment, things that go, there are very, very clear objective. This is a red flag of like violence, whether that's emotional, physical, not okay. Where it got frustrating to me watching this trend was like, doesn't like to um, lick your butthole, red flag. (laughs) And I'm like, look, for, for you, maybe that is. And for someone else, they're like, thank heavens, this person doesn't want to go near my butt. Right? Like, they're, and, and I don't like the idea, just like I don't want to ever yuck someone's yum. I don't want to yuck someone's yuck. Like, 
if someone doesn't want to do something, I'm certainly not here to be like, that's a red flag. Now, if I'm <laughs> looking for a play partner who I wanted to do whatever that thing was that they don't want to do, perhaps that's a red flag for me that they're not a good match. But that doesn't yeah. say anything about them or their character or their interests or that like they are a walking red flag. I just, ugh, that trend like drove me up a wall. I was like, no. <laughs> And that feeling of like, well, if I don't like buttholes, then I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. Right. Right. I'll take you in any day. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, actually, guess what? Plenty of people do. We'll let our social media know when we have a guest on and they'll inbox us questions. So we have a caller. Hello, Manny. This is Greenberry. And this is Kirsten. Hi, Greenberg. Great to hear your voice. <laughs> Thank you. And we are adult buddy finders. Uh, I know that you have a question, uh, and so I'll just let you fire away. Yeah, thanks. First, I wanted to say, you know, first time caller, long time listener, just appreciate your show and the work you do here. Uh, my question, quite simply, is how do you get late? <laughs> I'm dying over here. Hello, how are you? My name is Rachel. I am a guest today and here to answer this wonderful question. <laughs> I I love that. I mean, we could talk for like 15 hours about this. Um, you know, I think that the the biggest piece of advice that I can give in response to that question is you got to figure out why you want what you're wanting and what exactly you want. Because if you can understand your internal motivation and also what you're looking for, you will then be able to go to the right places to find those things. So if you are looking for a one night stand versus finding a consistent play partner versus finding um, a long term relationship, the places that you go look for those things, while there's some overlap, they're they're going to be different. They're going to be different pools of of ponds of fish. Right. And you want to be sure that you are fishing in the pool that is wanting the same thing that you are. Um, so. that's part one and then part two is what kind of laid are you looking for like are we talking like kinky laid are we talking like vanilla laid like that's also going to change the pond that you go to and then why why those things are important to you and once you have those answers then it's a very logistical answer of like great these these three things go to this website have fun and like, it's super easy after that, but really the, the clarity of what you want and why you want it is the most important piece in getting it. So Manny, do you know what you want? The simple answer is all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I'm looking for a relationship but a relationship isn't necessarily looking for me. Uh, I have a fairly insular work life uh, and hobbies. You know, my, my groups are varied and kind of self-contained, and I don't have anybody really looking out for me in that sense. I'm not overly picking what I'm looking for. You know, a relationship sounds great, but there's also just physical needs. So, you know, start there and work, work towards all of them. Yes, all of the above. So... <laughs> Put that in your dating profile and get on apps like Field and OkCupid, you know, sex positive apps and just put it out there. Put out there what you're looking for. Open to a lot of things. You know, you can state what you're experienced in. If there are any kinks that you specifically have experience in or or want to try, you can say new to this, but want to try. And the more thorough you are in that bio, the more likely you are to get someone that says, oh, my gosh, that's me. I would love to go see Manny tonight. That sounds fun. (laughs) Oh, I do like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to let us know how it goes, Manny. And 
what what if (laughs) what if okay so manny gets a response of like cool i'm interested what because it sounds like you're you're looking for a very broad thing is there do you start asking more specifically or do you just kind of set up a date and go from there I mean, it depends, right? Like if you're listing, let's say you list 10 different things that you're looking for or potentially would be open to in your profile. When you start chatting on the app, you can say, you know, which of these things sounded interesting to you. Um, Almost like you have a menu and you're like, what on this menu sounds appetizing, right? So then when you meet up in person, that expectation is kind of already there. Um, For example, if you are playing with power dynamics, I always recommend to have a vibe check date before there's any play um, Mm -hmm. versus if you're perhaps going in a more vanilla direction for the interaction, that's not needed. Um, And again, everybody's different. Um, But if that were on your menu, Manny, like power dynamics, then perhaps the conversation is like, when can we meet up for coffee in the park? Right. To have this like vibe check versus like, are we getting a hotel room? Yeah. Mm. What's on your menu? What'd you say? Sorry. Coffee with a side of choking. <laughs> not on, not on the first time. Not on the first time. We got a vibe check, everybody. You know, make sure, make sure everyone's good to go. Have, have some conversations, some pre-seen consultations. <laughs> what's and what's on your menu, Manny? It sounds like choking is something that you're uh, that you want to add to your menu for sure. What, what are some things you'd like to? to, to uh, offer and, and maybe receive as well? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's been a while. Uh, I, I can't say I'm particularly picky. There are, <laughs> you know, every, every, we all have our, our kinks and, uh, and, um, you, you know, the specifics aren't that particularly to me at the moment, <laughs> but, uh, actually big picture. Yeah. Sometimes it's just open, honest, comfortable, safe, and, you know, have the more than vanilla, you know, because vanilla, but, you know, maybe you want some, uh, you want the chocolate sauce on top of that. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Love that. That actually put that in your profile. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's cool. you got, like, profile tips. That's, those are hard to come by. <laughs> right. So in, in person, I would say I'm, I'm a little more shy and reserved by nature, but personable. But do you have any advice for when we actually meet up for, you know, trying to seal the deal, if you will, for lack of a better term? So I would decide as best as you can together in conversation if you're going to have sexual contact on the first meetup. Um, if you can do that, then or at least acknowledge that it's going to be left up in the air, you that that won't be on your mind the whole time. So it may feel more comfortable for you to go into a coffee knowing that that time you're not going to have sexual contact. And that way you can show up just as you to be like, hey, I'm cool. I'm Manny. Like, let's get to know each other versus like, what am I saying to make sure that like I get the outcome that I want? It will help you be more focused in the in the present moment. And at the same time, if you totally hit it off and you're, you know, texting and you have a FaceTime and like, you know, this other person feels comfortable, then you can talk specifically like great what what hotel do you want to meet at or when you come over here what do you want to do right and then you're talking about it and you know what's kind of gonna happen um the the times where it creates the most anxiety is when we're going into it like will we won't we uh and like while that can feel exciting um it's it can be nerve-wracking and also like take us out of the moment and have us not show up as our full best selves because we're kind of preoccupied with this like other idea that makes a lot of sense um do you have advice for somebody if it's a non-hookup interaction online to say you're you're looking for a relationship on one of those positive apps that you mentioned there of how you uh put that out there because that that seems awfully forward for somebody of my personality i'm just hey are we we gonna do it on this date or not 
I I think that just simply saying like looking for everything from a, a one night stand casual encounter to long term relationship, depending on the connection. I think uh, too. You know, sometimes guys get in trouble because they'll they will be kind of just nasty and be like, "Oh, your titties are nice." You know, just like coming in, like coming in hot. It's just like. Um, so what you just said, Rachel, is great about just kind of like if you put it out there on your profile, open to you know to to relationships or just physical, and you you know connect with somebody, then you can kind of open that up. Be like, hey, I you're not just some creep that's like you better bang me with those big old knockers. It's just like cringy. Right. You can actually be like, Hey, uh, I see we connected and I'm interested in this and this, what are you interested in? And then it can kind of like evolve the conversation. Yeah. And then even, you know, like five messages in, sometimes it does shift to like, Oh great, your titties. And like, that's great. If like within those first five messages, you both acknowledge that like, what you're both looking for is a one night stand and you just want to be sexy with each other, then you don't have to feel creepy or like you're coming in hot being like, Oh my God, let me see your boobs. You know, like they're going to be like, great, let me show you my boobs. Like, absolutely. yeah. Yeah. I have a girlfriend who's dating in LA and she's like, I will fuck you. That's what I'm looking for. But you come at me too hot, then I don't want that anymore. It's disgusting. You you have you've ruined everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and everybody's different, right? Yeah. And so like that's that's why I think it's really important to like put in your profile, Manny, what you're looking for in terms of the range of things so that then you can kind of meet the other person with like Hey, I, you know, I put in my profile what I'm looking for and if it's not in there, you can ask them first. What are you looking for? And then that can help dictate how you approach the rest of the conversation. And I do love this of the the cringy guy, like you're telling Manny, cringy guy, if your thing is and you love just being like, ah, titties, you got big titties, put titties in my face, put it in your profile. And then you are going to get somebody who wants that and is just for that. And then you don't have to put on a front and you don't have to scare people away. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. Exactly. Put it out there, open and honest, and the titties will find you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Manny gets it. Yeah. I Manny gets the titties. He's getting it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope we can turn getting it to getting some. Uh, this has been great advice. And, uh, I, I, I'll definitely have to let you know how it goes. <laughs> thank you, Manny. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to chat with us. And, and thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. And should be high thanking you. Yes. Let us know if Please. it does or when it does. Yeah. Let us know. Exactly. Let us know. All three of us are nodding yes. our heads going, Yes, we <laughs> want to know. Fantastic. I'll find pictures. <laughs> oh, thank you, Manny. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Oh, I know we're getting it. We're running out of time, but he just said, I'll send pictures. And it's just like, sometimes it's just like, what is with that? We don't want your pictures. <laughs> also ask consent. Ask consent. Yes. Yes. We, we have that. We have that on our Patreon because we get pictures. And so we're not accepting pictures. If you subscribe to our Patreon and give us a certain whatever tier, then we we give you consent to give us non-sexual picture. Well, I mean, they could be sexual, just non, no, no genitalia, no dick pic. Yeah. Ask consent. It's like some people really love exchanging content and some people really don't. And some people fall in the middle and don't really care. But just ask. And some of us are just overwhelmed. It's a lot right. to look at, you guys. So stop sending us all your dick pics. It's too yeah. many dicks to look at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Rachel, this has been amazing. I know I learned, like, truly, like, the framework for conversation. I'm definitely going to be using that. It's a, it's like the thing that's like, why is it so hard? And yes. I love it. And so that's super helpful. <laughs> yeah, that's really Good. helpful. That framework and the the whole basically what we went over with Manny of who you are and what you want, put it out there. Be open with it. And yeah. even if it is like, yeah, you're gonna be a red flag to ninety percent of the people. But man, those green lit people, mm, it's gonna be good. Awesome. <laughs> well, 
thank you for your time, Rachel. Yeah. I know we told you we'd have you for an hour. So thank you for your hour. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, everyone who takes the time to listen and to watch. We're so grateful for you. Uh, as we said before, we couldn't do it without you, or we could, and uh, it would just, it's just it'd like, like me and Kirsten hanging out. <laughs> yeah, it would be, it'd be a lot sadder, although it would just be, yeah, us hanging, which is really fun and awesome. Yeah. If you're ever curious what it's like, just listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Or come to a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you, you get a pretty good idea. <laughs> it's a blast. Uh, yeah, we, we're fun. We're nice. It's, it's all good. Uh, we also want to thank Rachel Wright. Uh, she's a fantastic guest. I'm sure you all are like, we love Rachel Wright. And now you know how to find her. <laughs> now you can stalk her. I mean, yes. ask for advice. Uh, <laughs> And also, we'll have all that information of how to find her and stalk her in the show notes. Yeah. And also a link to our Patreon so you can keep Ooh. us going, keep us hanging out. And for you, being able to see us hanging out and what it's like in higher quality and yes. more of that. <laughs> if you go over to Patreon and you know what? Just go ahead and follow. You don't, you don't have to give us any money. It's okay. All right. I, I like if you just follow us, but if you do give money, you might get a shout out like this. Thank you, Matt, for giving us a little. Mm -mm -mm. And also, thank you, Amber. <laughs> thank you, Amber and Matt. You guys are a delight. Our latest Patreon subscribers, which means they gave us some moolah and they get some, it, they get a little more, a little more than we give away for free here on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and podcasts wherever you're watching or listening what also helps us is reviews okay if you review it changes everything on the old algorithm so other people that are interested in the same things can enjoy it it helps us it helps us grow and we appreciate it so if you're sitting there and you're still listening you're like gosh what can i do to make other people know about the show I don't know if I should tell my grandma or my mom or who I should tell. Well, you can do all that. But the main thing that uh, we're asking you right now today is please go in there and review. You can hit some five stars because that helps us. If you got one star, keep that to yourself. <laughs> we're not here for criticism. We're here for love, baby. Show us some love. Give us some reviews. Mm, <laughs> So I hear you. I hear you uh, licking your lips, chomping, uh, moaning over there. Right. What's, what's going on? What's got you so excited, Kirsten? Well, <laughs> our next show is going Ooh. to feature someone oh so delicious. Someone <laughs> I have been looking into quite Ooh. a bit and oh. enjoying reading about oh. and enjoying listening to because yeah. he has a podcast conversations with a dom he also has a website with an amazing blog called kinky events and this is one of the only sites so i was curious because of a screenplay i'm writing no other reason not for my own personal gain or anything sure. like that i was curious about the dom sub life and what that means what that looks like what it means to be a healthy dom and a healthy and sexy sub. And mm -hmm. his website is really the only one I found that gave some incredible information and felt really not just like somebody's story, but actually gave good advice and gave advice oh. and was really focused on making sure that everybody felt the best in this relationship. So we are going to be talking to Chief and his partner on the next Yay. episode. So stay tuned. Chief. Thank you, Chief. Makes mm. <laughs> you lick your lips every time. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. Get on out of here. Get on with your day and get yourself a buddy. <laughs> yeah.